Welcome to Ella Go. My name is Lisa, and this is not just a podcast about running. This is a podcast to empower women through fitness and health and everything in between. Because let's be honest, ladies, this journey could suck if we don't get our shit together. Okay, welcome back to Not Your Average Mother Runner Podcast. My name is Lisa. I am your host. And today we have another special guest. I just spoke to her and said that I am not going to pronounce her name because I don't want to ruin it. So I'm going to call her Dr. V. So I'm introducing Dr. V. And she is an eye surgeon, a burnout expert, holistic life coach, and author of My Surgeon Talks to Angels and Success Starts Today, which was co-written with Jack Canfield, which is pretty impressive. And she's also the creator of the Total Life Reset, which is a six-week life transformation challenge. So welcome, Dr. V. It's so, so great to be on your show because I think it's amazing that you get modest running <laughs> while they're so busy doing other things. But it's important to care for yourself first. Lesson number one. <laughs> yeah, so my, my birth name is Dr. Veerle van Tricht. It's a Belgian name. It's really hard to be international with a name like that. So people call me Dr. V. And I'm happy with that because V in French means life. And yeah, I'm all about helping people achieve the life they love. So exactly. Yes, it does. And I'm glad you pronounced as you, as those who are listening, they would probably say, okay, thank God she didn't say her name. I didn't want to mess that up. But thank you, Dr. V. Thank you so much for being here. The thing that attracted me to you was the fact that you you were this eye surgeon and you went through such a such experiences that I'd like to talk a little bit more about. Um, And now doing the work that you are doing, which is burnout and giving to, to others and, and, and helping them to, to work through that. That was your story was attractive to me the most, Mm -hmm. but before we go into that, why don't you just briefly describe your background story? Okay, because there's two different uh, aspects of me, because on one hand, I'm a medical doctor, so very scientific, and I help doctors and other people get over burnout in a very holistic way. But on you are ta- then I have the spiritual side of mine, where I was born like a spiritual being, and I saw dead people and angels and all of that. So I wrote a memoir about that, because it was really hard for me to combine that um, as in, you know, in medicine, you shouldn't talk about those things because then you're officially crazy. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's really tough for me. Um, even though a lot of the people I work with have read my book and they love it. And so far I'm still practicing, but yeah, it's not always easy to go about. Well, I do combine both worlds when I'm like operating on uh, patients. I do get like surgery and stuff like that. I often ask the angels to fill the room to make sure my the the people that work with me in the theater are at a high vibration and also that the patients relax because often they come in with fear. And then I, can't, I ask the angels, please, can you help relax this patient? Because that is so good for your body. Then their blood pressure goes down. Then they're not squeezing while I'm operating. Then they don't move. You know, it makes life easier that way. So I work with angels constantly, but I don't say it out loud most of the time. 
um yeah so which part of me do you want me to give a well <laughs> i mean i i totally understand i guess what i would probably start with is maybe just give a brief uh explanation on how you came to know these gifts you know when did that happen and yeah. you know kind of start from there i guess i would say okay so I have memories of being before I reincarnated, actually, and um, and I didn't want this particular life. I didn't want to be born in this particular family, and I really resisted it. And I kind of had my archangels there, and whoever my mentor was, who said like, "No, no, no, it's going to be good. You're going to do like two lives in one go." And yeah, it's been, it's not, it's been a hard life in some ways. So I, I went through a lot of hardship and I am doing two things. I mean, I did the medical thing and the spiritual thing. So maybe I'm life, I'm living two lives at once. So that's my first memory. And then when I was a small child, I often saw dead people um, in my bedroom. So you can imagine my parents thought it was pretty annoying when I said like, hi, there's this guy in my bed. Turns out that was actually my deceased grandfather. I didn't know him, but my, I described the man to my father. And then my father like showed me a picture of his father who was dead. And I said, yeah, that's the guy that's been visiting me every evening. And, you know, I didn't really communicate, but I saw this man standing in my room with a hat and a raincoat and just standing there and looking and smoking a pipe. And, and it always smelled like pipe in my room when this was happening. So my father actually recognized it was his father visiting from the spirit world. But after that, he started like closing my third eye every night to make sure I didn't have any more visions. So it was very much closed down and not talked about. Um, so I guess then also I traveled, uh, I still traveled a lot as a child because my, my parents put me to bed really early, like 6 p.m. And I was completely bored. So I said like, oh my God, I'm so locked up in this place. Please show me the world. So I started like astral traveling with my guardian angels. First, I like traveled the streets, then the town, then the world. So every night I went further and further through the universe and, you know, outside. And um, so those are very early childhood memories that I have. And I didn't have any clue what I was doing. So when I started um, studying science in school and rejecting anything religious, and uh, uh, then I went to medical school because I was trying to understand how do people work and what's going on here. Um, the first time I came across this kind of spiritual experience was um, in rooms of dying people. When, when I was like an early student, I had to go and do nurses work and I had to go and like wash a, a person who just died. And um, I felt this big big presence in the room which was love and light and I thought like wow what is happening here this is so, it feels so familiar but again nobody actually spoke about these dead experiences turns out later on there were more there were nurses that I worked with who had the same experiences they told me like um 
oh yeah, I think that man is not gonna last long because they're already there. Mm-hmm. And I said, what do you mean they're already there? Yeah, the you know the angels, uh, the deceased family were coming to collect him, and they kind of already sensed they were there waiting for that person to pass over. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started talking to other people about his experiences, and I thought like, whoa, I'm not alone here. And I started learning and reading lots of books. Um, but finally, when I understood it the best was when I went to a course um, with Dorin Virtue in Hawaii and the whole room was full with angel lovers. And then I really felt like, oh, I finally came home because these are other people who do have the same experiences, do the same things. And I really learned to own it and also to learn the difference between good energies, bad energies, because in the beginning when I was young, I kind of was attracted to any energies. Mm -hmm. So in my angel school, I teach people the difference. So that's the course I want to do in Italy next year. Uh, It's got five modules. I'll also have it online for people who are interested in that to learn how to work with the angels in every aspect of their life and um, also to discern between, you know, the light and the dark and, and how to really um you know bring a lot of positive energy into your life yeah not not just to and en- to attract uh, energy vampires and things like that <laughs> right so dr v so you're a medical doctor and uh-huh. you t- and you're talking about these angels like how do you react when somebody with that science background because you know medicine is about science and says what are you talking about what angels are you talking about how do you manage or, or, or deal with those types of people that come into your space um, yeah. when they start questioning you? Um, yes. Um, 16 years ago, I worked in a different country. And when I started like doing spiritual work and healing work, because I also trained as a Reiki master, my colleagues, turned, uh, they called me a witch. So that's, that's what happened. Wow. <laughs> Just because I was like working with energy and, and healing and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's that was 16 years ago. So I, um, I left that place because I clearly wasn't welcome there as I am. And I'm mm-hmm. now old enough to just want to be myself. I don't mm-hmm. want to be somebody else. I don't want to be what other people want me to be. You know, I've matured enough to know this is who I am and this is how, how I want to show up in the world. And luckily in the next countries, because I lived all over the world and worked all over the world, they kind of accepted it in other places. And there's a lot of people are open and interested in these things, especially nurses. So as I said, a lot of my um, the people I work with have read the books. They love it. But no doctors. I can't think of... No, yeah, one doctor read it, maybe two doctors read it. Um, yeah, there are some, um, but yeah, the, so far they haven't burned me in this lifetime. So, <laughs> well, I give you, I give you a lot of credit and I give you a lot of respect because that has to be some, well, I think I'm sure it may have been tough back then, but you sound so confident in who you are and authentic and you're like, this is it. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. So I yeah. applaud you for that. So how did the burnout or uh, being someone who is working with clients that have are experiencing burnout, how did that all come about? 
Well, it's because I experienced burnout myself. And the first time I had burnout was uh, I was a medical student and I was working as a house doctor 14 days a night in a row in a hospital. I was the only junior doctor seeing all the emergencies day and night without any sleep for 14 days. And then the next day I had to write an exam and my body just couldn't move. I was paralyzed. Um, that morning that I had to get up for my exam, I could not even crawl out of my bed to go to the bathroom. I was so exhausted, physically, absolutely exhausted, probably also mentally and emotionally. So luckily I had a really good GP. He came to my bedside. He said, well, you can't write exam. He wrote me a note for that. So I did it later. Uh, he gave me lots of minerals and supplements and all the good stuff that your body needs for energy. Um, I was, I'm so grateful I had like an open-minded doctor because this is 30 years ago. I mean, again, they could have just said female hysteria, lock her up or something, Mm -hmm. you know, he didn't, he gave me supplements and it worked. So after a month or so I was back to normal. But then the second time I had, um, a full-time responsible job and a a complicated, pregnancy and delivery delivery at the you know I was 35 when I had my first child and my colleagues didn't want to give me any time off so they kind of I just had cesarean and lots of things went wrong and they started phoning me the next week and we need you for an emergency in the hospital and I couldn't even walk yet and like the pressure of having to perform as a guy who has a wife who does everything at home and me as a mother and I'm the only one who can breastfeed my child and give birth and my body still had to heal. I just, that is what caused my burnout. I just couldn't be perfect for everybody at the same time. And it caused such enormous conflict in me because I think if you're a perfectionist, which I was, and it wasn't even my fault, it's, it's from my upbringing. Um, and being criticized the whole time by my environment, you turn into a perfectionist. So for me, just not being able, I wasn't strong enough to say at that stage, like, you know, just like go and talk to somebody else because I cannot be perfect in every aspect of my life just after having a baby. Uh, It's just impossible. But I didn't realize that. I just had this inner turmoil, like, why can't I be perfect? Why can't I be perfect? And I was trying so hard. I want to be the perfect mother and I want to be the perfect wife and I wanted to be the perfect surgeon which I was before um but that conflict in me was like the kaboom in my head plus physically I never had time to recuperate and I still maintain and then they started bullying me at work because I couldn't walk fast I was still in a wheelchair afterwards and I was really slow on my feet everything hurt and um so they said to me like oh no um, I should not be paid like before because I'm not so fast anymore and da, 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 da. And we had conflict about money and time and how much work I could do. And in any case, after a year of bullying, I just left. Um, so, and that was the right thing to do. I should probably have left a year earlier and said like, you're not a healthy environment for me. I'm going to take care of myself. That's what I should have said. <laughs> but no, I tried to make it work for everybody silly me so yeah that's a big lesson that if I would do this life again I would definitely say be very gentle to yourself when you're pregnant and when you have young children and you you don't have to put that pressure on yourself to be perfect at everything I mean even it's wonderful if you're a mother and you can and you can go wrong running now and then for instance but don't expect that it has to be you know don't have to be the first and the fastest and 
whatever. I mean, anything you can do for yourself is a bonus. It's, it's wonderful that you can do anything for yourself. But you, I, I think the one message is stop being a perfectionist. I mean, if you accept that I say it, is what do you think about that subject? Yo, so, so I, I mean, you experienced this burnout because of, of all those things that you just mentioned, and which I think that it resonates with a lot of women in general. I mean, mm-hmm. especially when you become a new mother and, you know, you are, for some who are working full time, and then you have all these expectations, like you said, to be almost to be this perfect person mm-hmm. um, and be somebody. And you're constantly like juggling uh, all these things, the expectations of society, the expectations of being a mother, the expectations within yourself. I, it is just mind blowing. And mm-hmm. you said something that was interesting because I think a lot of times that people, when they think of burnout, the question is, what does that look like? So you mentioned for you, you couldn't get out of bed and it was like mm-hmm. this exhaustive feeling. But what mm-hmm. are other ways that that burnout look like? Because not everybody has that type of symptom or, or looks mm-hmm. like that for them. What are the other ways? What are other ways that burnout looks like for other people? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Not everybody goes that to the physical exhaustion as bad as I did. Um, I actually interviewed a lot of people on this and what I found they had in common is lying awake worrying at night because they start hating their job and they think like I want to leave my job but how I'm going to pay the bills. Um, Also they get a very low mood, uh, you know, dark thoughts plus often they start fighting with their partners or their, their support system so yelling at their kids and they start underperforming at their job, arriving late, not finishing their tasks. Um, so, yeah, disconnecting and not caring anymore for the performance. Um, so they, they become completely different people. And my problem is I can't, it's hard for me to reach these people because they go into a very dark hole and they kind of like, they don't think there's help. That's because they hate everybody around them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so it is it's up to the other people to drag them out into the light to say listen here you have to get help mm-hmm. because this is not going in the, in the right direction and it's still hard because i get phone calls the whole time from guys saying i think my wife has burned out or a wife saying my husband needs your help but he doesn't want to so then i think like what can i do i mean i'm here to help but it's hard when people don't really have the energy to and the hope to think there is a way out mm-hmm. and i shouldn't be stuck in this place forever so i mean when i was in that low low place i looked far and low and i had a lot of helpers and i used all of the things i learned on this healing journey i put all of the tools that worked for me into that online program so it's really my flagship program a collection of 10 years of searching and uh, learning new modalities and, uh, and, and very practical tools and that people can implement. And I still do because if I would not have the tools and knowledge now, I would still get burned out. I mean, during the pandemic here, I had never had a day off. So I kept on working, working, working where everybody else fell sick and went in isolation and I kept on going, going, going. And um, which is pretty amazing that I can do that because I, I now I've learned 
to go to bed when you're tired, <laughs> tell yeah. your kids, I'm sorry, it will have to be taken away, I'm too tired. Uh, you know, there's these things where you have to recognize it early when you reach your level of exhaust, well, before you're too exhausted and just say like, sorry, dudes, I've worked too hard. I said to my kids now, um, I want you to do some work because I'm so tired from working. And then they do the help in the household or, yeah, sometimes they just have to leave the place as a mess and say it's not that important. Right, yeah. <laughs> so what are yeah. the things that people, what are tools that you can give people when you are, first of all, how do you recognize it within yourself? I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of tough. I and mean, can you? Well, for instance, people who wake up at night and they're tossing and turning and they don't get a deep sleep because they're worrying and their mind won't stop. I mean, I'm sure people will recognize that. Um, and also if you have a partner or it says a lot of bickering and fighting and nasty words going on, very, um, very irritable. I mean, you will see that in your colleagues or in your family, if somebody has like changed in that way, where they used to be pretty chilled and now they're suddenly snappy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're somebody who works with other people and you see they're starting to, to arrive late and not performing, it's also a moment to reach out and say, Hey, are you okay? I think you need some help maybe if you want. Um, yeah, those things. And then of course it can just present as, uh, as depression and then they might need some help from their doctor and medication for a while. Um, so yeah, but, but I help people balance their life in the sense that that they not only work and they forget everything else. It has to be your life needs little aspects of everything. You need to put some time in, time to do things that you love, time that's good for your health and body. It's not only work and money that should be important. You have to invest, for instance, when you have children and you have a partner, date night every week I think is a very very good investment in your relationship because if you have your partner on your side they can offload you know they will help you with some of the many jobs you have as a parent with young children so um yeah it's important you build in these things like exercise every week in your date night um it's okay to accept help from other people when they offer it I often had to uh, hire strangers to be nannies to my kids, to tell you the truth. It's scary, but I would not have made it without that help. Uh, to go, because I remember, you know, my, my husband died when my third child was less than two years old. And I was in a foreign land. I worked in Australia, had no family. And suddenly I had to do, had my business as an eye surgeon and I had three little kids that I had and I had to do the household. And I remember I slept two hours a day or something because I had so much work to do. That's not enough. You can't keep on going like that. So I ended up hiring strangers to, to help me with all of that so that I could focus on my job, which paid for everything else. So, um, yes, I think a lot of people sometimes they don't realize it's okay to ask for help or to pay for help because we're not superwoman. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there are things like if I pay for a cleaner, they are so much better at it than me. So it's worth investments. Let me do eye surgery and I, I pay other people to do things they are good at and I'm not particularly good at. So I've accepted that now, but in the beginning, uh, there was a lot of resistance with my first child that my husband said, like, if you have a child, you have to do everything yourself kind of thing. And like, 
that put a lot of pressure on me. Right. Uh, uh, and also the fact that he was perfectionist and the house always had to look perfect, which honestly, if you have little kids climbing around, throw rubbish and toys there, as soon as you pick it up, there's, you know, toys in the other corner of the room. It's just like an unstoppable job picking up after kids. So that's why I sometimes just say like, hey, let the mess be, you know, it's, uh, it's right. important that you have some moment to relax and I will pick it up tomorrow. <laughs> you're right. No, exactly. So when you're dealing with these clients that come to you because you're this holistic life coach and they're coming up to you, do they come to you knowing that they already have burnout or what are they, what is the commonality when they come to you? Are they just saying, I got a lot of things on my mind. I need, I need help to, to balance it all out. I mean, do they realize no. they have burnout? What are they, how do they come to you? Actually, no, they don't come to me like that. But what I see, unfortunately, they all had a relationship breakup. And then they realized when they listened to my stories, like, oh, my God, I was like that. So they went through the phases of burnout and started being so nasty and low mood that their partners left them or they chased them away. So I would ideally catch people before they go through that. Uh, so, yeah, almost everybody that I've seen had a relationship breakup and they had to deal with divorce and this and that. But they realized it all stemmed from an unrecognized burnout. Um, and then, unfortunately, I've also seen a few doctor colleagues who just dropped dead at a young age because they told me one day I'm working too hard. I told them I can't see so many patients anymore. And the next day they were dead. So, um that's also too late. So I would like to have people contact me a bit earlier. <laughs> so what does yeah. it look like to come to you as the life, as a coach? So if I came to you and I, and I'm just trying to give the listeners a feel of what it is to work with, with a life coach with you, especially with you being a, the burnout expert and you, they come to you and then you, you, you made the determination okay, this person experienced burnout. What are the things that you do with them? What Are there exercises? Do they come like once a week? How does that look like? Okay. What, what does that look like, I should say? Yeah. So um, I've got different levels of working with people. So at the moment, I'm launching that online program where people get six modules, six videos, six workbooks, six meditations. So they can do that in six weeks. And every week I go online to answer their questions. And so that's like one form of doing it. Um, and further education just online so you can do that worldwide. I have also a coaching package where people get six coaching sessions with me and I'll, I can just address what is the most urgent part first uh, what, for instance, relationship healing, or they have a if they have a physical thing, we need to tackle that first. But I want to touch on every aspect of their lives, but do what is most acute first. So you can do that in six sessions over six weeks also. And then I also have a VIP package where I do really, really powerful journey work where it's longer sessions where you go to the wisdom of your body. And it's like a deep hypnosis, NLP thing, where you uncover all of the stored emotions, traumas, uh, get wisdom from your higher consciousness. So that is truly very holistic. It takes a lot more time, so I charge more for that. Um, because you have different people in different levels, if you never had coaching before, um, the first 
like one-hour sessions will be already amazing because a lot of people have never thought about things like what would your ideal day look like or um, I can have tools to find people's life uh, life purpose and I have like uh, on my website you can download um, like a newsletter with 10 tips to sleep better for instance that's a very easy one that's the one that people say oh yeah they implemented that and now their life is so much better because it's also about clutter clearing your bedroom and stuff like that. So um, there's so many aspects because I've learned so many things that I try to put in there. And when I work one-to-one on people, I'm very intuitive. So I pick up on, ooh, I'm feeling this in their body. Let's go and have a look there. And then they say, oh, what am I feeling here in my stomach? Oh, why are you anxious? And what is this about? And then go back to memories, childhood memories, even even previous life memories sometimes. Um, then we do healing around that. So that is really, really deep work. I love doing that. But you have to be kind of open-minded to be ready to go that deep. Some people are great at it. The ones who've been meditating for a long time can do it really well. Other people are very in the mind, need like the start off with the basic life coaching. <laughs> right. So yeah. the work that, so the, you, everyone says work. Like everyone's like, oh, you got to do the work. And it, you said a couple of things that, you know, where where they would have to do some sort of work. Um, and it almost sounds like there's some building of boundaries with saying no. I think you mentioned that with the kids and everybody yeah. else. Um, but is there homework that they see? What does the work look like? Is it is it talking work? Is it reading work? Is it practicing certain things work? What What does that look like for somebody who wants to do this work with you? Yeah. So the, the tools and, and, and the work is in the online program. I have like 60 pages of work if you want to, where I ask insightful, like where people can write down like, oh, I've learned from this uh, education that I need to, for instance, clutter clear my bathroom. Um, and then they start doing that. They're making plans They're making like for this week, this is what they're going to do. And then they communicate that with me and I check on them to make sure they're doing it. And then the result is amazing of what that does for them, but it's more than that. So then it's sleep better. Then it's also, I give a lot of education about food that's, that gives you energy, which food makes you tired. Um, food allergies, what supplements to take, even oxygen therapy, exercise therapy, meditations, what yoga poses you can do to um, restore your energy. There's a whole video on that. So those are things you can practically implement. And then I teach people on um, several tools on how to time manage your day. So yes, it might be writing day down Every, actually, every day I write down what I want to do in which order so that I don't drive around too much, but can do it all in one trip um, and who I need to contact and, you know, depending on my missions that I have. So I, I teach people practical organization also and a lot of things to save time in the day. Um, and then also there are practical tools that I've learned on how to heal your relationship with a partner, how to heal love relationships, but there's also a part, how to manifest your ideal partner. Uh, I went through that before I found my husband. It was amazing. <laughs> I did just haven't. Um, 
So yes, everything that I teach are things that I've done successfully because I'm somebody, even if somebody gives me a new eye drop, I will put it in my own eye first before I recommend it to my patients. So Mm. I've tried everything and I wouldn't, I wouldn't stand behind things that don't work. So all of the things that I teach people is what has worked for me has worked for my clients and I still do it regularly. There's a lot of things like that. I, you know, all this planning of my life, I I do that regularly at the wheel of life. I do that regularly to make sure that my life is not out of balance and how I have to step in to, you know, put some more time in, for instance, what should I do for my health? Oh yeah, that looks out of balance. So, Ooh, yeah, I've downloaded this yoga app, so now I have to do like seven minutes a day or something's better than nothing or 100 squats a day. I've been doing that also. And I just do that in between patients. <laughs> no, I love that. I, and I, Dr. V, this is why I, I really love the idea of a life coach because you're giving people tangible things that they can do to make the changes because sometimes I feel like you can read all you all the self-help books you want but then what are you doing about it and it sounds like a lot of the things and although it is a very holistic like I love the whole you know doing the the vision um, of what who you would like to come into your life and putting it out there Um, I, I love that aspect of it and obviously that's more of that holistic side of it um with the life coaching, but it's, it's things that they can actually do. It's these tools that they're working Mm -hmm. on. And, and would you say that it like manifests into this change? Um, right. Because it's not just like I'm reading the self-help book and all this is great and all that, but you're giving these tools. And then on top of that, you're being accountable. They're being accountable Mm -hmm. because they're coming back Mm -hmm. to you and they're saying, did you do it? And I'm sure that there's things that you ask on, how do they feel afterwards and how are they yes. feeling, right? Yes, I do that. And I mean, it's, so many people sometimes resist positive change because their old ego wants, is scared of change and think, like, no, let's, let's just stay miserable because that's what we know. So, yeah, and I'm pretty strong in that, you know, when I see people and I contact them, say like, mm, have you done it yet? Only takes three minutes. Come on, you can do it. I know you can do it. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yeah. I love that idea. I, I love that you do that. Um, <laughs> so as far as seeing you as, as, a, as a life coach, now do you usually, is there like an end goal? Is it like, okay, you're good, you're cured. <laughs> Go off your merry way. I, or is it something that's kind of like ongoing, like as if you were to see a doctor, like, oh, it's time to make my appointment. How is that seen? No, I think I can definitely get people out of burnout, uh, you know, with, with um, six weeks, uh, depending how bad their physical status is. Because as a doctor, I can also communicate with their doctor and say, like, please test this person for thyroid disease, for anemia. You know, there will be, I also have that extra knowledge and I can communicate with other doctors. Um but yeah, I think six weeks is great. They will be transformed for sure. Uh, some people might try to spin it out longer. That's fine. Uh, but ultimately, I think we should all come together in a very nice place somewhere in a beautiful 
energy place somewhere, like for instance, a resort in, in Italy that I'm going to do uh, for the angel school, but can be somebody else and have a big party and a big celebration together as transformed people and just like loving who we are. Um, that is my ultimate goal. And then of course, it's like so, some sort of, um, you know, you get your certificate, like you're the new you transformed right. and upgraded uh, ceremony. But the tools they learn, as I said, I still use it. I've learned it 15 years ago. I still implement it daily, weekly, monthly tools on keeping my life balanced and on track. Because in your life, always throw different things. You're constantly challenged by changing environment or, you know, suddenly you have, you're in the middle of a pandemic. You have to adapt to that. Or you get physical, you got a flu or something happens. I mean, you always have to adapt and, and like, like a plane that doesn't go straight from A to B, it always like adapts its course a little bit, you know, to get to the destination. So you regularly have to look and like, am I still on track for my goals? Because, oh, this happened. Oh, no, I went way off track with that. Oh, we better have to like coach. We have to put some more time and effort in this aspect of my life because otherwise I'm going to go that way. So, um, and there's different times in everybody's lives. Obviously, when you're with small children, it will be an, a big part of your life. But what if your children are out of the house? Your your life will be completely different. Right. Then you yeah. need to like sit down again and say, okay, what do I want to do with this part of my life? Now right. it will be completely different. Yeah. Yeah. That, so. makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so what is one helpful thing that you would tell a woman that is experiencing burnout now? What is one little inspiration or motivation to maybe even get assistance and help for that woman right now experiencing that? Well, of course, you can join my course. But uh, another thing is put a time in your diary every week that where you pamper yourself. Or let's, let's go for a massage, have your hair done, have your nails done, whatever does it for you, where you feel you're receiving because um, mothers and then you work, you, I mean, like me, I give to my patients, I give to my children, I give to my partner. Like it's always give, 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 give. But when do we receive? When can we, like all that energy that we give away, we also need to build in a moment every week to get energy. Right. So for me, it is the massages and, and the pampering. I love that. Uh, you can also just go and lie on a beach for a few hours or walk on the beach or uh, walk in the forest and hug some trees, whatever works for recharging that energy that you keep like, give, giving away. And I think uh, women are like that. I mean, women should stick, take always helping everybody, but they should like say, no, this is my hour for me and nothing can get in the way. You just, you know, so, you know, that is priority because otherwise you're like a car without petrol and you're not going to go anywhere anymore. Yeah. I think that's a mistake a lot of people make. Yeah. I would have to agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dr. V, is there, is there anything else you want to share with the audience uh, before we go? No. Uh, well, I, I, yes, actually I say no, but I mean, yes. Uh, <laughs> In my school, which you can access 
on https burnoutexpert.teachable.com there are three free courses that people can have access to one is on burnout prevention and the other one is um i created especially to give hope to people in lockdown during a pandemic mm -hmm. and i like inspire and show people the positives and uh, there's there's free courses and also and there's also an angel course that is for free and if you love what you see you can of course enroll in the six-week transformation which i'm going to start on the 3rd of august so i would like to get a group of people together who can start together and go through the process together so we can support each other right. that would be awesome yeah yeah, I love that, Dr. V. I'm so happy that you took the time out to be here with us and talk about your experiences and talk about being uh, this holistic uh, health coach. Like I said, I love the whole health coach, life coach uh aspect of that type of, of work because of those tangible tools that they give you um, and you can actually, and you're being accountable for. So, you know, change eventually does happen. So once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your time. And uh, yeah, I'm also very interested in, in how you support women. So We'll we'll have that conversation another time. Of course. On my podcast. <laughs> oh yes. Of oh you, so, okay. So that's what I was going to ask you. You have a podcast. <laughs> Where can we find you? So you have a podcast. What's the name of the podcast? Well, at the moment it's on YouTube. My channel. If you type in my name, Veerle van Tricht, is on my YouTube channel because I can't decide on the right podcast name. <laughs> but I have a lot of interviews on there already. So okay. yeah, you can have a look at those. Yeah. So you if have anybody a, has a good idea on what I should call it, then, <laughs> then I yeah, come then your I can way. just put all the recordings on there. But right. uh, for the moment, it's videos, video okay. interviews. Yeah. So are you anywhere? Are you on Facebook? Any other social media? Do you have a website? Yes, I do most of my teaching on Facebook. It's called Dr. Vele van Tricht Holistic Life Coach. That's my page. And um, on Instagram, it's called Burnout Expert. At Burnout Expert, there's a T between the at and the Burnout Expert because my assistant that day made a typing mistake. <laughs> so yeah, I'm stuck. It happens. That one. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> All right, Dr. V. Again, once I I'm so grateful for you being here. We'll definitely have the links to these um, to the social media and your YouTube channel on the episode notes of the podcast so thank mm -hmm. you again for being here thank you everyone for listening and until next time bye